Well, I want to welcome Ron Smith to our radio uh, broadcast this morning. Ron, welcome to the program. Thank you. Now, Ron, I've known you for years. Ron is actually volunteering here at the Haven Arrest. Uh, he's a faithful volunteer. But before that, we talk a little bit about your volunteering. I want to take us back over 20 years ago. I remember when I was hired in at the Haven Arrest, uh, Ron, that was uh, going on 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing you in the lobby. You were sitting on one of the stools there, and you were reading your Bible. And I thought, boy, isn't that interesting that this gentleman has his Bible open right out in the lobby and reading his Bible in front of everybody. That, that, that really spoke to me at that time. Now, you were here because you had come into the program. Is that correct? That's correct. So let's talk a little bit about what brought you to the program and how did you even hear about the Haven Arrest Ministries? I used to work for the old Anthony Wayne Hotel. And, you know, it's like a welfare hotel type of hotel. And a lot of times you got people coming in, uh, we couldn't take them because they didn't have a voucher. And I would send up to the Haven Arrest. Now, I never knew anything about the Haven, but I just knew that there's a place to be. They would get more done by the so in mind. Well, again, as you say, when I, uh, things were going haywire. So I decided, well, I'm over my 40s. I needed to start a new life. So I ventured out. Well, what to say this? The good Lord knows that he lets you go as far as you can, but he still holds on. You might not remember or you might not think of it, but he puts things in your mind like, as a child, I used to love armored Christian soldiers. Yes. I used to love that song because I could see carrying the banner. I could see it was so much joy and happiness. Yes. Even though it could be a war, even though it could be something. Well, when I came back to uh, back to Akron, which I wasn't planning on, I got drunk and I just figured I just don't care anymore. So I started walking from here to Cleveland. <laughs> but I got stopped up by the uh, Cathedral Tomorrow. Cathedral Tomorrow, yes. And I stood there, and I got so tired, I sat in the, on the bus stop. And also, I think of the bus going back to Akron. Why? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't dawn on me. I get back down to Akron. I says, well, I got a, I got a choice. I go to Brexville and get myself the medicine I need. Yes. But I said to myself, they have an arrest. I mean, I should send people here. I decided to go to the Haven Arrest because, to, but I said before, body, soul, mind yes. is much more greater than your own needs. So when the day that I come in to just get in, that's the key was to get on the program to go through the program because the body and soul mind, they're me. I had to learn to love me even when I was at Brexville as a patient. Without that word love, and God loves us, we cannot do anything. Once I discovered that, I left Brexville clean sleep. And did it guarantee me happiness? No, because I had a lot of problems behind. 
And to solve those problems, I'm wanting to get back in what God wants me to do. Well, you know, Ron, as we're talking about that, so you came back to the Haven of Rest. Obviously, you, you realized body, soul, and mind needed to be renewed. Struggling with alcohol. Yeah, you- uh, yeah. I, that's one thing. It's like, you know, uh, I had something called a zombie. And the reason why I did, because I did not want to feel any pain. Yes. But remember the old saying, of anything you take, I don't care how good it makes you feel, you will feel pain because... It's still there. Yeah. So you come to the Haven Arrest, and who is your who's your contact person? Who interviews you to get onto the program? Uh, I stood there. Uh, there's a quite few gentlemen. Uh, I had uh, Chapel Meeks was yes, one Chapel of Chapel Meeks. Uh, I just uh, he's like he knew anything about me. Now uh, the one thing I knew, he says, Ron, don't ever say anything about yourself, because big people will use it. One person knows you is God. You know, and we know, I mean, I know some, but yes. he kept me focused. Once on Christmas Day, 1996, everybody was getting presents. I became a, I became a uh, intern. Yes. That was my gift. Yes. So you became an intern. You were on the program uh, during Christmas. How did, uh, how did the Haven, how did the program, how did the Lord change your life while you were on this program? I say the one thing I did... Uh, Chapel, I mean, uh, Reverend Bloom was. Uh, my, yes, Reverend Bloom. I, I, what's that? Uh, like Moses, when he's up and up to talk to God for the 40 days, and he came down, Joshua says, Your face, it's red, it's glowing. You got to cover it up or something. Well, Reverend Bloom, <laughs> he would shine. Yes. And he said, I want to know who he's talking about. I want to be, you know, and so going for that 18 months, I'd rather be going through the 18 months than being outside trying to find again. That's just, uh, I've been been there and done that. Yeah, Reverend Bloom, who was a faithful servant, he was a wonderful man of God. He discipled many of the men that came through the program. The Lord obviously took him home, Mm -hmm. but he, his impact... Uh, I knew him for several years, and the the teaching that he did it was just powerful. And uh, he he was a man that always had his Bible with him mm-hmm. and was always studying it. And I, I know just as you're saying, Ron, he impacted lives. Obviously, he impacted your life uh, as you've seen him. And so his impact of sharing God's word with you changed your life as oh, well. Oh yes, I think the one time that every time that at night. We get all the different speakers. Yes. Reverend Bloom is standing there and he's waiting for the speaker. And all of a sudden, the speaker don't show up. He has that little Bible he always kept in his side pocket. (laughs) He could turn to any page and he has a sermon. And the point is, you stand there and watch the glow, boom. Yes. It's there. I mean, it's like, you know, there was an article one time, a great actor from England. And he was uh, speaking, and one of the pastors from the small church asked him to, uh, to do the, the greatest psalm of, uh, of all time. So uh, I did it. Got a standing ovation. He turned right around to the little pastor and says, can you do it? 
So he went and did the Lord's Prayer, the 23rd Psalm. No plus, no nothing. And that just says he knows him. Yes. So in a sense is, I feel like another one who loved me. Yes. That's exactly right. And that was Reverend, that was Reverend Bloom. No, Reverend yeah, that's, Bloom. again, that's what I said. That, that was Reverend Bloom to the, yeah, he was never looking for a plot. No, no. But he was the first person that if someone didn't show up for the chapel service, he would rip out that, <laughs> what, like you said, that pocket Bible. Yes. It's just amazing. It was, and he would just have a sermon right there, always ready in season. Oh yes, be ready in and out of season. He was a great teacher, not only to the guys that were on the program, but to many of our staff. Oh yeah, that came through, and a lot of the people uh, that had the privilege of getting to know him and to see him in action. And not only was he a person, a studier of the Bible, he lived it out, and oh, so yes. he was a true blessing. So you go through the intern program. Uh, at the Haven Arrest, and then eventually interns do move out, and so you move out of the Haven Arrest, and and you go out and and you start working somewhere else. Yeah, I end up with uh, I went to um, the House of the Lord, ABC Church, yes. and it's a, uh, the bikers, righteous, righteous writers, and because they got addiction like me, mine might be small, and you know, but the point was they got it. Yes, and. Uh, uh, Neptune, um, all the people that you want are powerful men of God. And I got to the point where I left there because, you know, I, I'm sorry, there's something, um, I don't know, I just, uh, I got in a situation where uh, I said, nah, I better leave. <laughs> yes. But anyway, what was neat about the whole thing was that God had a plan for me. Well, I went, ended up uh, being at, uh, um, uh, um, Bridge Park as a janitor housekeeper. Yes. That's humbling because you humble your servant other people. Yes. And the one thing I found out that I'm, I'm, uh, my dance partner, Margaret, and I said to myself, I'm going to take care of this woman because I, I was in love with her. Yes. And the grace of God, I took care of her for 12 years. And when she passed away, you know, I had to give her up because I knew where she was going home. Then I said to myself, what am I going to do? Walked by the haven. I said, Lord, I don't know where you want me to be. Yes. I said, is it, is it my duty? No. It's my love to give, serve my Lord. So let's let's take a walk back. So you came to the haven arrest in what year, 1996? Mm-hmm. And now here we are in 2021. Uh, you're coming down here volunteering. You you are doing some wonderful work, especially in our lobby area, our, our chapel area. What draws you back to the Haven Arrest? Again, it's, it gives me something to do, but it gives me some, I'm doing something that has filled me. Uh, I now right now I got I, I've been through the, the cancer. I've been, I'm going for different operations. I turned seventy, which I never thought would. <laughs> there is something about being doing something to serve the Lord. Might not be you might not think it's it, something good, but what the old saying says: someone sees you from a distance, and you might not never know, but he is changing or wanting to find out what you got that I need. Yes, you don't have to tell these people. 
I, you know, I'll pound them, this is what. That's right. Because once you believe, and I say, Reverend Bloom, he never had to even mention. Yes. You know who he was, and that's the way I thought. I says, uh, come February, I'm going to go for an, op- uh, an operation that's another major one. But the point is, I know where I want to be. Yes. And, you know, that's that's the thing about the Haven Arrest, being 78 years, being a Christian organization founded underneath neath Reverend C.C. Thomas and his wife Marjorie, carried on Christian foundation, Christian principles. Yeah, we're not about pounding the scriptures into anybody said we're here to show the love of christ and point them to scriptures when they have questions and discipleship to show them that yes there is somebody that truly does care about you and his name is jesus christ mm-hmm. you know ron as we get close to uh closing here i want to ask you enough you, you mentioned briefly uh you do have another surgery coming up here yes uh, in february why don't you share a little bit about this so our listeners can pray for you i got um uh I'm going to get my gallbladder gall taken out. Yes. Because I, I got a, um, something to do with like a aneurysm. Yes. And that aneurysm, it's in the lower part of my uh, body. It's, it's number's okay, but it's getting closer to that number that they want to make sure. Because aneurysm goes, there's that's nothing right. that's going to stop you from, you know. So whatever the saying is, uh, it's time for me to get it done. And that's that's coming up in sometime in February, yep. right? Yeah. Do, do you have a date on that? Well, right now I'm seeing the surgeon uh, t- uh, tomorrow because uh, again I got uh, I got two surgeons. One's going to take the ball gall- gallbladder out, and yes. was, but they're showing me what I need to be done. Right. So they're taking out the gallbladder. That's kind of where the aneurysm is. Yeah. Sometime in February. So uh, I guess how can our listeners pray for you? Uh, as I say, I know. When I lay in my my eyes I sleep with the medicine, there's no fear because the point is, I know that I'm in good arms. Yes. Good hands. Yes. And the point is, as you say, our journey doesn't end until it calls us home. Amen. Well, you know, Ron, it what a privilege it was to have you <coughs> on this morning. Like I said, I re- my first experience with you is when I was coming in to interview for this for working at the Haven Arrest. When I came into the lobby area, there you were, sitting on a bench, reading your Bible. That's a good sword. Yeah, it's a good sword. <laughs> and you know, it's a testimony too. And here we are, 2021. You're back down here volunteering. Uh, you're doing uh, doing wonderful work down here. People love seeing you down here. I know our listeners will definitely be praying for you uh, coming up in February here. Uh, you've been a blessing to the Haven Arrest, and we're just glad that you were able to uh, come on the broadcast here this morning. So thank, uh, thank you so you, much. Sir. Thanks, Ron.